You're listening to Tarot Visions. You lucky devil. So, hey, Jamie, how are you today? I'm doing good, Rose. How are you? Well, I'm getting excited because it's getting closer and closer to World Tarot Day. Ooh, yes, it is. And I was thinking about all of the cool things that we can do and books we can read and people we can talk to. And then I went, ooh, how am I feeling today? Mystical. Hmm. And then it was like, ooh, but I'm on my computer. So I'm kind of a cyber geek. What the hell? But then I I went. resonate with that. Yes, exactly. And then I thought, that's it. We need to contact a cyber mystic. You know what? I think that's a great idea. Um, let me go grab so my LED candles. And what? Set up- Seriously? LED candles? Oh, come on. Cyber Mystic LED? Okay, fine. Fine. Come on. Okay, so... I'd rather there be fire twirling torches. I think I heard a voice from beyond saying you need to do fire spinning okay, to invoke so- the goddess. Yeah, all right. Um, yes. Let me go grab my poi. Yes. Um, all right. And, um, um, ready? Po- yeah, ready. Okay, got him. Okay. And, um, I'm spinning. I'm spinning. Um, ah! Ouch. Oh, ah. Um, hopefully that worked for the cyber mystic that hit my head. Cyber oh. mystic. Oh, Miss, Miss Daniels. Did hello? we get you? Miss Cooch. Oh, you mean I'm supposed to say hello now? Hi! We got so we win! We do! I I was busy shuffling my tarot cards, so I I was kind of lost in outer space. That's fine. I hope we didn't interrupt an important reading or anything, Miss Madame Psychic. I I was actually trying to figure out, like, how is this meeting going to go? And luckily I pulled the, the sun card. So now I feel like, okay, I can, I can come into the conversation. It's going to be positive. Sure, okay. It's going to be fun, and it's auspicious. Today it's been warm in Portland. We finally kind of hit summer here, here, so. Yes, we've gotten the, we've got a bit warm out here as well. But no, I, I, I made the comment because, well, people who know me know how much I love the sun card. That and the ten of cups. But that's okay. It's just me. Oh, well, then I got your card. Yes, you did. You obviously knew you were coming to play with us. Because, of course, to some people, that's the exciting play card and, and get out in the sun and be childlike. And for me, it's put your sunscreen on. It's a goth's worst nightmare. Exactly. <laughs> and my inner goth. Well, Jamie must have the, the lovers as her favorite card then, because that was the next card I pulled. Oh, well, then. Well, the lovers invokes uh, Rose automatically. Oh! That's like a rose in the card. card. I can, see, I can then, see Rose blushing right now. Well, you know. Um, woman of many. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> and so we invoked you. So how are you doing, Miss Cooch? How's things in the world of the cyber mystic? Oh, cyber mystic. You know, it's a wild ride. The waves kind of go really high and then they go low. So I'm just trying to keep my balance. I understand that. And and I would like to remind people of how I met you because I get to do that. <laughs> um, uh, we met at Bats uh, many moons ago, and then I got to work with you, sort of, uh, as we, the company I used to work for, helped produce your book. 
And then I got to read all the cool things that you'd done, even though you'd actually fictionalized them. Um, so now what are you working on that we've all gotten to meet you at and see you at and do things with you at? Oh, I'm, I always have my fingers busy because I just, I'm just weird like that. I don't know why, but you know, I finished the Tarot at the Crossroads and wrote mm-hmm. that with Victor. Mm-hmm. And then, strangely, the world wanted us to produce two books at the same time. Oh, goodness. So because two proposals, two proposals got accepted, and then the, the other one was Awakening the Chakras. Ah. Awesome. And, and then, so that's all about chakras. So now I'm trying to put together something of combining chakras and the Tarot. Ooh. But I have a self-published book that's going to be coming out hopefully in a month or maybe mm-hmm. two that I'm mm-hmm. doing for beginning students of the Tarot and looking forward to that. Neat. So I've always, I, I like to have like a couple things going on at all times, if possible, in, in my computer world, in the cyber mystic world. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I can definitely relate to that. Having lots of hands in different pots is always a good thing. Keeps us busy. Keeps our mind fresh. I'd like to go to your... Well, um, Jamie... Yeah? Pardon? What are you doing, Jamie? Oh, I'm working on various projects, podcasts, um, this podcast, classes, and I finished drafting my own book. But this isn't really about us. This is about you. I'd like to talk about, uh, you know, like Tara for chakras, because I know a little bit about the chakra system. And I've never really combined it with tarot. So can you tell us more about tarot and chakras and your book and your methodology? Well, I've, we just finished, Victor and I just finished a book called Awakening the Chakras. Right. And it doesn't really bring in the tarot. Okay. But once that's on complete, that. and it's completed, so now I'm looking at the next step, which is doing a book that combines tarot and chakras. And the way to do that is... One chakra at a time. <laughs> um, I, th- I think it's basically uh, showing the cards that are represented in the different chakras and how to do readings with tarot cards and chakras. That's what it's going to be all about. And I've been working with that for a long time. And I, there's a part of me thinking, well, everybody must know how to do this. But then I go, well, maybe not. <laughs> and so I'm going to try to take the techniques that I've been using and put them on paper. That would be fantastic because I know, like, for me, I don't really combine the two systems together in my own personal practice. But that sounds like a really cool and unique, like, uh, self-diagnostic tool that you can do to uncover um, bits of um, health issues, possibly, or even mental health issues. Am I... If, if you want to do self-reflections, I, th- I think the path of chakras is it's an inner path. Mm-hmm. The only way you can really connect with your chakras is by going inwardly because they are mm-hmm. not visible on the outside. Mm-hmm. But when you do tarot readings, then you're trying to look at the outer world and how it's connecting with your chakras in the inner world. And they're, they're really Great! It's a great way to get a complete reading that's really thorough and really deep, and that's also uh, using cards to do chakra readings. It's great for compatibility readings and relationship readings, and you can go in a lot of directions with combining the two. Okay, so what would be 
let's say, what would if you were going to do a quick reading, how many cards would you pull just to do like a, 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 a whether people are compatible or not? That's what I'm looking for. What, how many cards or what kind of spread or what would you focus on? We're trying to, you know, get people to the, find out if they would, you know, give them a taste of your book. Yeah. And it, well, that book is just starting to be put together. So I'm oh. giving away all my secrets, really. Oh, OK. But, OK. Um, then we don't have to do that. It's one. OK. I can do that because, I mean, if there's always I, th- I think connecting people with their inner secrets so that they can see more deeply into themselves. That's really what the chakra readings are all about. Mm-hmm. Or at least that's one, one good thing that chakra readings can do is help people connect more with their inner truth. But if you want to connect with a partner, you have to figure out is the partner with this person? Does, does the partner give the person permission to do a reading on them? Because that, that involves well, yeah, kind of an of ethical thing. Are you just spying on the other person, which is always a good thing to do, of course, when it's when there's love involved. It's like, does he love me? But no, you, the answer is always no. <laughs> to answer your question, Rose, there you can do a three card reading really quick. Mm-hmm. And instead of like past, present, future, it's one person is represented in the left column. One person is represented in the far right column mm-hmm. and the middle card, third card. Uh, the card in the middle, the central card, is how they meet in the middle. Oh, okay. See, that's easy. That, that's yeah. very basic, but but that's the they point. They can have a thirty-card compatibility reading, which really gets into things. But if you want to do something really quick because you're working, and somebody's going, I just want to know, I just want to know, and you're like strapped for time, you could just do a three-card reading. Okay. Well, again, the thirty-card reading is hopefully in the book, right? Well, let's hope it's going to be in the book. Oh, it'll be in the book. I think it'll be really cool. It will be. The book is going to manifest. It's going to manifest. It will. We'll find out. We'll find out. So what are some other things that you have been working on that you've been enjoying doing since you've finally gotten the Crossroads book out? Very happy about that. I've gotten very good feedback from a lot of people about it. What has that experience been like for you to get that out into the world? That book has been a, a, a long time coming, and it, it takes me from being like a, a gypsy free spirit reader to being more of a, a heady therapist kind of counselor kind of mm-hmm. reader, mm-hmm. which I, I actually walk in both worlds. But when I do readings, I usually don't let people know that because I, I really prefer my gypsy pers- persona more than mm-hmm. anything and have most fun with that. But um started training for therapists okay. at uh, psychology conventions because I wanted to do something that was meaningful to me and I didn't see any intuitive events or workshops that I could take and so I just decided to put in a, a proposal to see if it could get accepted and whoa it got accepted and not only did it get accepted but the classes were like totally maxed out and people flowing out the door and you know, the limit more than met. I'm going, oh my God, there's such a demand for this. People are really thirsty for opening up their intuition and Mm -hmm. playing with archetypes and symbols. So I started doing that in the early 2000s. And then it just started really developing because I was working with therapists and I, I needed to take it to more therapeutic levels instead of doing it with 
you know, my divinatory techniques that were so easy for me. And I'm like realizing, okay, these people are, they're wanting to use it with counselor and in counseling situations. And so I really had to up my game. And luckily, I could. And then I had Victor as my backup, because he's total therapist, counselor kind of Mm -hmm. person. And we started teaming up. And it just really took off in directions that all of a sudden became Throw at the Crossroads, which is the book that is the unexpected meeting of Throw and psychology and goes into how to use cards in a in a therapeutic vein. And I would never and will never give up the divinatory side of it. And so we were trying to balance the two worlds and you get the marriage of the marriage of the gypsy to the scientist, mm-hmm. which breaks breaks down barriers that have been so strong for so many, many centuries, mm-hmm. which is really kind of just really makes my heart smile because I started going for my MA in psychology in the 70s and uh-huh. there was so much resistance and I was told I was a weirdo and I had so many barriers that I had to break down that I couldn't break down Uh and the first time I gave a tarot psychic development class was to a class of psychiatrists who looked at me like I must have been like one of the patients instead of somebody (laughs) in there to try to train them and I, I mean I've just had had to deal with people really making me feel like you know, it's not acceptable. And so to get to a place where I could write this book and write it with write it with a, a, a psychologist with a PhD, because I only got my MA, I was just like, it was just kind of like the reward of a lifetime of trying to do something. And it, it finally happened on its own. The, the, the world caught up to me because... You were just ahead of your time is basically what I'm hearing. Huh? You were just ahead What's of your the, time, is what I'm hearing. I I think I was planted on the planet to try to like break break through the barriers. Mm-hmm. And by the time you know, after like uh, four decades goes by, the the world broke down all those barriers, and people were ready for what I'd been trying to do for way long decades. time ago. Yes. So I've I've come a long way through through a lot of uh hard work to get mm-hmm. that book that that book is like my lifetime of like being told like I shouldn't do that and I'm a weirdo and I can't do that and then all of a sudden I've got the book and I go yes I can yes I can I've done it <laughs> and all of you us know. have been going well yeah she's awesome why didn't yep. you know that however drama <laughs> no it's not about that which is connected to maybe like oh awesome is like uh, I, I, it, it's, I, I don't even I think Ego comes into awesomeness, and so I don't, it's like, anytime ego gets involved, then people are going to want to knock ego down, because people aren't really, they're like, oh, she's got an ego. It's like, no, it's not about ego, it's just about watching the entire world evolve in a way that makes my soul just smile and happy. Mm -hmm. That's that's where it really goes, and then... For young people like you two beautiful women, it's like you take it for granted that people love to row and it's easy to get to row gigs and you can like put it out publicly and all that. But 
No, you're shaking your head no. I'm shaking my head no. And I don't think either of us take it for granted. No, but I understand. It no. is easier, I will admit. I mean, when I first started this, I know it was very hard to get gigs. And it was very hard to find decks. And then yep. in yeah. the last, you know, 10 years, Jamie and I have only been around. I mean, I don't know, maybe longer. But I think in the last 10 years, I think we've all seen a major shift. Mm-hmm. And more doors opening up and more people being more open to the psychology that you and and Victor have both been talking about for a very long time in connection with the Tarot. And, and you know, we all talk about Jung. Oh, Jung. Um, but the blend, I think, that you had the spin that you guys put on it in your book is really eye-opening and groundbreaking. I think it also helps that um, we've had the power of the Internet. So things that... You know, you, you say we take for granted. We don't, but we've also had a little edge up because of the technology. The fact that we have the Internet, the, the Facebooks, the Twitter feeds to say, hey, I'm going to be reading somewhere. Or, hey, guys, my store is open for business. Come buy a reading from me or whatnot. So you really have done a lot of the groundwork to get your clients and get those um, experiential readings done and of course your uh, schooling I mean getting your MA in psychology is no small thing Um, that's huge yeah that's major that's huge that's something I'm not going to do but I'm able to thankfully through your book and through the books of others I'm able to leverage what you have covered to and translate that into my own practice through your teachings and everything so you've done a great job and a great service for us that are you know following in your footsteps Jamie, you're going to be really kind of smiling when I tell you that my what I did for my thesis project was a children's tarot deck. That's so I had I was awesome. gifted by the universe that I connected with a very wise woman as my mentor and my graduate um, my graduate chairperson who let me get away with that. So I've been I've been at I've been at it for a while. It's kind of like one of those ice sculptures, you get this huge big iceberg and then you just kind of like start chipping at it pretty soon. It became a tarot card of, of the empress, mm-hmm. the fine mother nurturing and suckling all the children. And yeah, there's love through these cards and wisdom through these cards that that speaks without words and helps people grow and heal. And, you know, it's so wonderful that there's more of an openness and the role that you and Rose are playing to do classes and get your booty out there with all this really exciting tarot stuff is just awesome. And I really respect young people. I just told a friend of mine, it's like the young people really have it together because they've got the technology down and they're able to like crank it out over the network to make it more visible and, and create success without driving 40 miles or, you know, driving to classes, you know, like an hour away or something. So, I, I think there's just a lot happening right now that is really great. Watching what you're doing, it's like really impressive. Well, again, you have to realize we're building off of stuff that you guys started. And and that's why I, we wanted to talk to you and see what things that are, you know, enlightening you these days that you didn't see before. I think for my own path is I'm in, I'm in a really a transitional place because I'm trying to figure out where do I go from here. Mm-hmm. And I know I love, I love writing and, and I just feel that all the stuff I've been doing, if I can share it with people, 
then it gets out there because I, I've been doing stuff that other people haven't done or I've, I'm doing it in a different way or maybe they are doing more than, I mean, a lot of people are doing more than I'm doing, but I'm my, from my own little world, it's just like I'm trying to put out things to contribute mm-hmm. and I'm trying to figure out how to juggle doing readings and I mean, it's just a, it's kind of a transitional place when you're looking at, okay, where do I go from here? It's like, mm-hmm. I guess it's always in the person's mind, where do I go from here? But I feel more like withdrawing and being more silent and quiet verbally. And here mm-hmm. I am like talking a lot right now. No, so you're kind fine. of, oh, we like this. Happening. But it just, it just feels like instead of trying to be, mm, I feel like going more inward with my tarot practice instead of outward, Okay, which is, it's kind of like the, it's a turning point for me and I'm trying to figure out how to do that. And even working with chakras, because chakras are an inward path and a spiritual path, it's like taking the the cards more into the spiritual dimension. Mm-hmm. But then I'm still pulled to the world because, oh, I want to make money and then I I need to like communicate and I need to try to sell books. And so it's, it's really trying to figure out how to balance everything. I think we can understand that. I mean, it's, you've just finished a major project, a major stage in your life. And in order to put the groundwork down for the tarot and chakras book, you need to go in and become your own hermit and, you know, fertilize all that knowledge so that you can once again, become visible, be the empress and be the world and let the creativity flow out the words flow and then create the book and then, you know, teach us all this information through classes or um, more podcasts and whatnot. So I completely understand how you are. I think Rose and I, I know in our past, we've been talking quite recently about our transitions because she and I both feel like we're transitioning. Where What is our own next step? So I think a lot of our listeners can relate to you, you right now having this transitionary period of how do I go within? How do I take the cards more spiritually instead of being outside and external more? You said it really well, because that's exactly where I'm at. And just trying to, I'm, I think the card, the hermit keeps coming up for me recently. And I think maybe you just put the spotlight on how to, how to interpret it the right way, which is, it's a time to be more, more quiet and hold up the light, but not try to. I, it's, it's just this weird crazy thing I'm trying to figure it out but I think the hermit plays a part in it maybe just trying to be more inwardly quiet or even with myself not be so um, talking about things and at the same time here I am needing to promote these books and network so it's it's really kind of a crazy dynamic mm-hmm. that I'm trying to figure out but I love the hermit card and it keeps coming up for me lately and I, I need to respect that well, and then and, and again, when you get those kind of messages from the universe, you kind of need to listen to them. And sometimes it's hard because you're in the middle of, of what all of life that you're living. And then it's like, what do you mean I have to go ignore everyone for a while and go, oh, I've got to go right. Fine. I'll hire someone to promote my book or something. Or um, do the or, job or, or do the readings. Yeah, readings. The and, so you could go off and have that wonderful, luxurious writer's retreat in Hawaii or something so you could be for Or them. just in your backyard since <laughs> yeah. you live in such a beautiful well, area. Can we, can we plan yeah. on doing that? I'll, if you're just going <laughs> to do a retreat in Hawaii, I'll, I'll sign up. 
Uh, all right. Well, when we get to that point, we'll let you know. Yeah, we'll let you know. But And I really applaud all the readers out there, including the one I'm looking at in the video, who goes to work and works really hard during the day and then comes home and shuffles their cards. Because I don't think you're working at a job where you can shuffle your cards during the day, if I'm not mistaken. La, 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 la. Oh, okay, you hide them under the desk while you shuffle. All right, I get it, I get it. Or she goes uh, in early and does daily draws or, you know, use it for other Or she pulls ways. out her phone because there's technology and she yep. pulls three cards and posts them. Yes. Well, ah, like that, And that is the blessing of, of modern technology, of course, is that you can do tarot readings from your phone. So remember that, people, when you're like, I can't do a tarot reading. Yes, you can. You just pull it off. There's billions of apps out there. My favorites are my Fool's Dog. In fact, they actually just added my new my new favorite uh, tarot deck. So there you go. Everyday Witch. What's it called? Everyday Which Witch. Is your favorite app? Everyday, Everyday Witch. Witch. Yep, it's uh the it's the that deck actually as a tarot app. It's a uh, Fool's Dog, uh, put it out. It's the my company favorite... that makes the um, phone apps for yes, tarot. they make phone apps for tarot. Um, and in every tarot app, there is a spell. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, you have a so for us right now, Rose. <laughs> How to get clarity. Well, clarity you, for our next step in life. <laughs> you pull out a tarot deck. You shuffle it a few times. I know I personally, when I do ritualized tarot readings, I shuffle three times. Mm-hmm. And then you draw a card or two or three and you read it and find out what it has to say to you. Maybe it'll have a next step. Well, and or or what you do is you pick this card represents my next step, shuffle it back into your deck, then flip cards until you get to it. Yep. And then count back seven because yes, I did listen to James Wanless far too many times, and that is a, his action plan. So then you know however how many cards it was to your chosen, this is my goal card, and go back no more than seven because that's way too many steps if you do that, and that will give you a step by step action plan. And I really use that a lot. Um, so, you know, I would recommend that to anyone. Do you use each of the cards going to the seventh card? Yes. Or just you wait yes. to get to the no, seventh? No. No. Each step so, to the seventh. So, well, okay. So let's say I've picked the queen of, of uh, the queen. The queen of wands. She's my goal. Uh, I shuffle her back into my deck. I flip cards until I get to the queen of, of uh, wands. And however many cards are before it, those are my steps up to seven back sometimes it can only be two you may only have two cards and then you found your card uh sometimes you have um half the deck and then you have to just count seven back and those are the those represent seven actual action items that you do before you get to the queen or whatever card you happen to have made your and i've done that not not today um but i'm in the process of working on that and so that that's how i do it that's what i do um, other people, you know, light candles and then pick a card and they, you know, that's their focus for the day. These are different things that you can do. I mean, you know, but with your, with your book though, how is it that you got that focus? I, I like the way you took that off the spotlight off you, by the way. Um, nice job. <laughs> nice going. I, I could see how this game works. Well, I, I, I know what I do. I'm always interested in what other people do. Fair enough. Well, we're what, interested what, in what, you, what do. you do. <laughs> so, so what do you do to prep well, for these kind of things? For trying to figure out my steps, you mean? Yes. What steps so, I'm going to take? 
Sure. Well, it's interesting to me that you said seven cards back because seven chakras, and I'm really into going into each of the chakras with a different card to try to figure out what what is most important in relation to the different psychic centers. So that would be seven a seven card chakra reading for me. Oh, neat! Mm-hmm. I can translate. Yeah, that. you did share the uh, a reading with us uh, at Reader Studio because you were at Reader Studio with with Victor, and um, it was the, they included the chakras. I remember doing that, or at least reading that. Um, what was the process that got got you to that point, though? How did you decide that? Well, seven cards, seven chakras. This works. What made it easier for you to to tell us that? What what technique, for example? It starts with going inward because chakras are inward and working non-verbally inward, well, non-verbally with working with your inner eye, your, your sixth mm-hmm. sense or your, your third eye. And for me, it began with doing psychic chakra readings. Okay. And then when I wanted to work with people, with the public, and when you do psychic reading, or when I do, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but you do. it's nice to have something to show people. Mm-hmm. So it's not just coming out of your own sense of, well, this is what I intuit about your first chakra or whatever. So mm-hmm. I realized that if I drew cards for people when I would be talking about their chakras, that there was something that people could relate to and we could talk about together. And it, those readings the chakra readings came out of doing um psychic readings and then wanting to take it into another realm using the cards so that there were actually a tool that people could relate to Hmm. instead of just hearing oh this is what i am intuiting about your third chakra or whatever so they could put the the connect the dots a little easier Mm-hmm. Well, I know that would work for me because I don't know enough about chakras, so this would be good. So I have a, um, a, a like a question to back up a bit. How did you stumble across your first tarot deck? What, how old were you, and what deck was it? Well, when you said you were thirsty at the beginning of the talk, and you were like, "Oh, I need water" or something, I thought, "Oh my gosh, that was my first psychic experience was being with a reader." who was very thirsty and we were stuck in the middle of nowhere where there was no water around or anything and he kept going, I'm thirsty, I'm thirsty. And all of a sudden he had this river flowing out of his throat where he had to like, everybody was getting wet around him because there was just so much water coming out of him. And and I realized that there's something totally beyond the normal if we can tap into it in relation to using our psychic sense or having Mm -hmm. supernatural things happen. And that was kind of like my introduction to readings and cards where I got a different sense of how, how incredibly rich the other side is or the, the, the realm of the subconscious and what is, I mean, there's limitless potentials with what we can do when we mm-hmm. tap into our subconscious so being thirsty you know i think my soul is thirsty now for connecting more with with higher vibrations with mm-hmm. other people within myself with cards um than way back then but 
my first cards that I still have, and I wrap them in a silk cloth that is very ancient, and mm -hmm. I only use those cards on myself because they're so old, believe me. I, I mean, because I know readers go through, especially people that work a lot with their readings, mm -hmm. they go through they go through cards that like... Like crazy, yeah. Yeah, yeah like crazy, and you can have 108 decks or 300 decks or whatever, but my first deck was the uh, Rider Waite, and I still have it, and it's really it has a lot of holes and ripped edges and the the colors faded or peeling off the front of the cards but that was my first deck wow, and awesome. how, that is awesome how did you acquire it just out of curiosity do you recall uh, i was taking a class in san francisco and i wanted to test and learn how to use my psychic ability more and i wanted to do readings and i was just really determined i was going to read tarot cards oh, okay. and so I, I i i don't it was nothing magical i went to a store and bought them actually that's <laughs> that's, that's awesome. how I mean, a lot of us get it art. Hmm? that's how a lot of us do yeah. it yep that's how i did it <laughs> Yeah, it's like, okay, I mean, I love it when people give me cards or, like, somebody goes, oh, I have these cards that my Aunt Matilda had for 20 years, and I, you, you're just the perfect person to give them to. I mean, I love that when it happens, and it mm -hmm. does happen occasionally, but I definitely, you know, I, I think buying cards is, it's, it's honest, it's real, and it, it works. Well, and, and also, I still have those cards. Well, see, and that's, so lucky. that's the cool part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, all right, then. You work with this wonderful person that you actually happen to be married to. How did you two meet? That was, uh, ooh, that, how did we meet? We met as I was graduating from the uh, Sonoma State, and mm -hmm. I was handing in my graduation requirement papers. I still had to finish my thesis, but I had done everything else. And I walked out into the hallway and a friend of mine was standing there and Victor was standing next to him and we clicked. One wonderful thing that we did, he was going away on a sabbatical for a year and I was in another relationship, but we really seriously clicked. But the universe, you know, when you click with somebody, you kind of like, okay, let's what can we do about this? Right. And the partner that I was with was very unfaithful and had, we had these incredible psychic battles, but I, um, we didn't say we had an open relationship because everything was like clandestine. Uh -huh. <laughs> we were brutal <clears throat> with one another in that respect. Right. But Victor and I made an agreement that we would meditate on the full moon and try to communicate with each other through the full moon every month while he was traveling. And so every full moon I'd go out and I'd like sit and look at the full moon and try to communicate with Victor for a year while he was traveling. And then you have to believe that the universe planned it out in a way that was just totally cosmic because my live-in man at the time was going to visit his family for three weeks the same day when Victor was flying back. Oh, and, well, well then. Three weeks to play with what, what we were communicating all those times through that full moon and realized that I had to make a change. Ah, fair enough. But the story is much dirtier and worse than I could ever possibly share <laughs> in public. <laughs> it all worked out really well. Clearly. Yes. Clearly. 
Well, then that clicking was, for the year must have worked. For my ex-partner and myself, it was auspicious. But those are secrets I won't tell until maybe yeah. some other book. <laughs> in the biography, right? Yep. In the autobiography? Yeah. The autobiography, okay. the secrets of a, of a cyber mystic. There you go. Reader. See, we you found know, your the, the theater of karma is actually, that was the early part of my, my psychic upbringing. Mm-hmm. And it, some of it was so bad that the person that was editing the book suggested that I not write what I was writing because nobody would ever believe anything like that because it was so ridiculous. And I shouldn't be like trying to create crazy stories. And I'm like, oh my God, I lived that story. And I have like my editor telling me it's, nobody would ever believe that that could be possible. Well, there you go. Life Sometimes. is crazier. Truth is sometimes stranger than fiction. Truth is really stranger than fiction. So there you go. Well, thank you so much for letting us dive into some time with you and and getting to know a little bit more about the wonders that is Miss Daniels. Um, Thank you. Thank both you lovely ladies. And I really admire both of you, what you're doing and all the high energy you have. And it's just totally outrageous. You're both outrageous, I should say. So <laughs> thanks for letting Thank me share some quality time with both of you. Well, thank you. And so, Jamie, mm-hmm. because it is going to be around World Tarot Day, we should pick a card, each yes. of us, just one. Oh, okay, tech time. So, so yep, tech work. time. Because we are those tech geeks. Uh, both of us are going to pull a card from what deck are you using on your, your cyber piece of technology there. I'm actually using a real deck as you can hear me shuffling in the background here. I'm using my triple goddess tarot. Because I Fine. Have it close I see by. how you are. So yeah. So I'm the only one that's actually going to do the thing on the thing. Okay fine. That's fine. Maybe. You're, you're a modern day fortune teller. You're allowed to use your phone. That's what I plan to do and I'm drawing a card from the Everyday Witch uh, Tarot app by Deborah Blake and Elizabeth Albi. Oh. Ooh. Okay, that's just bizarre. So, uh, dear listeners and Cooch, what I have bizarre? Tra- I have drawn the Sun card. So there's my card for the day, for tar- the world. I guess is this for a World Tarot Day ish for the lead up? Well, yeah, sure. I think okay. Yeah, yeah, I think so. so. The so, Sun is my card. Okay, so you and Cooch are on the same page. However, I am not. I got the Six of Cups. Ooh, ooh. ooh. So. So I think, you know, based on these two, these two lovely cards, both yours and mine, and then, of course, Cooch having already drawn the sun, I think we're all on the same page of get out, communicate, spend some time, have fun with our friends and our family, and uh, share the knowledge. I agree. Happy World Tarot Day. Happy World Tarot Day, everybody. Thank you for listening to Tarot Visions, a podcast for the modern oracle. To keep the conversation going, please find us on Facebook at TarotVisions US or follow us on Twitter at Tarot underscore Visions.